I think the biggest thing I would say is that I've learned is to basically just adapt to your environment. Hello and welcome to the first of the summer bonus episodes of Beautiful Lives. Today, I'm joined by the social media makeup phenomenon, Katie Jane Hughes. Katie's made a name for herself by posting images of her fresh, inventive makeup looks that fly in the face of fixed Instagram paint-by-numbers style makeup, and her followers love that her approach is both accessible and artistic, with a leaning towards juicy, luminous skin, and it therefore makes complete sense that she is the resident glow expert for Elemis, which is where we recorded today's episode. In it, we talk about Katie's life and how she managed to change her career, the challenge of handling nerves at work, and of course, makeup. I'm delighted to say that this episode is sponsored by the innovative hair brand, Hair Story. Hair Story's mission is to support you in finding the products you need in order to cleanse, treat, and style your hair. But they champion a new approach, one that involves minimal products and rethinks how we go about looking after our hair. One of these approaches is to stop using shampoo entirely and to switch to Hair Story New Wash instead. I've been using the new wash to cleanse and condition my hair simultaneously and really recommend it. It cleverly retains all the natural oils from hair, meaning it's left soft and silky. I'll pop some more info about the brand and my favourite products from it in the show notes. But for now, over to Katie. Hi, I'm here with Katie Jane. (laughs) Katie, rather. (laughs) Explain about Americans calling you Katie Jane. I don't know. I think that they just think because it's in my name that it's my name, which it yeah. is my name. But honestly, I was christened Katie Jane Hughes, or mm-hmm. I wasn't christened, but I was given Katie Jane Hughes. My family called me Kate or Crisp or Katie. Mm-hmm. Crisp because I used to come home from school every day and eat five packets of cheese and onion walkers because it was my favorite flavor. Yeah. Kate or Katie. Right, okay. So at home you're Katie. Yeah. You're not Katie Jane Hughes. No, no, no. No, just on the internet. Like, I would never even, even if I was, like, naughty as a kid, mm. my dad or my mum would never call me, like, Katie Jane. I really? They would actually weirdly say, lady, like, every now and again, they'd be like, lady Jane. Like, I was, like, being cheeky or sassy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. where that came from, because we're not posh. <laughs> so tell me about your upbringing then. So you grew up in Merseyside. Grew up in Merseyside, about 25 minutes outside of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. A little town called Southport between Preston and Liverpool. Okay. So I sound definitely more Lancashire than I do Scouse. Yes. Although I can put on a pretty good Scouse accent when I want to. Yeah. Um, confuse the Americans. Um, yeah. And I left out, left home when I was 18. So early, early days. Oh, yeah. Young, young Katie. She's like, slow down. Katie Jane Hughes. Katie Jane. What was the first, your first exposure to beauty? I don't want to say the beauty industry, yeah, but to, to beauty. beauty itself. Well, my mum was a singer, so she mm. basically would, you know, turn from mum of four kids mm-hmm. to this singer who would go on stage every other night. What kind like, of singer? Like lounge, cabaret singer, okay. like pops clubs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she basically just like turn it on and just like red lipstick, loads of black mascara, um, loads of bronzer. She would like bronze herself up. Ooh. so much okay. to the point where like I was like how, now I'm like how did you get away with wearing that like foundation that's way too dark for you but she makes it work <laughs> yeah. do not know how um, but like just seeing my mum transform from like the mum at home like in a glad rag yeah. to then wait is glad rags like glad rags clothes yeah but is that like casual or dressy I think glad rags is a bit dressy glad oh, rags yeah. so she'd like transform from like, handbags and glad rags pajamas yeah. and like you know at home clothes yeah and then be in this sparkly like 80s get up when, yeah, yeah, when yeah, we yeah, were yeah. kids and she just like transformed, so it was amazing. And like ever since I was a baby, I was just like looking at my mum putting her makeup on, and that and transformed. Where me. were you in the siblings? There four of you, baby. Well, okay. Seven years between me and my the one that's up from me, and um. then the others are much older. So it's I'm 35, my sister's 40, 42. Then one of my brothers is 
40, like, 6, and then mm. one of them's, like, 48. Okay, fine. So you're very much at home alone with your mum, almost, yeah, at, at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she was getting ready and she's using all of these products, is, is there anything that you would sneak up and use or anything that was, like, your favourite thing that you wanted to get your baby hands on? Weirdly, no, but... I always was infatuated with her mic. Her mic would always have red lipstick on the end of it. Like, okay. S- like, in the head. So gross. But, like, <laughs> it would always get stained red because she would always wear this exact same red. Like, a Revlon red. She's right. very much the Revlon red. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, um, yeah, the mic would always just start... Like, if, she, if we ever should get a new mic, it wasn't my mum's mic until, like, it had gotten more red on the top. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, she'd sing so close to it that it would, like, get red. It always smelled like lipstick, the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of the yeah. mic smelled like metal and lipstick, which is the weirdest thing to imagine. Yeah, Did you steal it, then? Did you use to sing I just always used... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. wanted to be a singer, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still do sing, just for fun, at home. It's funny how much show. holding a microphone when you're young is such a big deal. Like, oh I don't God, think I've yeah. done that for years, yeah. but when I was younger, it used to be it all so the powerful. time. Yeah, yeah, like you might... Yeah, stage presence, you turn it on. Uh, probably when I was about 13 maybe when I was about 13 mm. I feel like when I think back to makeup and my first things it was definitely stuff that I find in a market mm-hmm. like in Southport Market oh really it's random like, so it wasn't stall. like Boots or Superdrug it was like a... it was probably just the market where I could because it was cheaper there right the, there it was like a quid for a lipstick mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I think when I think to Boots and like makeup I think like the, the first thing that I can think of that I remember owning mm-hmm. my own was like Rimmel birthday suit okay or yeah. like one of them, you know. And when you were growing up, was there anyone that you aspired to be like or look like? Did you have an idea in your young mind of what you might do when you grew up or who you might want to emulate in some way? Yeah, it kind of changed throughout the years, like depending on what I was watching on TV. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I think when I was little, it was kind of, no, I don't know who it was when I was super little, but... I always knew I wanted to be, like, in the arts, whether right. it be in media or singing or acting. Makeup was just always a very natural interest because mm-hmm. of my mum and because of how transformative it is. It's, like, mm-hmm. such a transformative tool that we have to, that can change our mood dramatically mm. and just express ourselves, too. Um, but it changed, like, from through the, through the years from, like, mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Then it was Brandy because I used to watch mm-hmm. Moesha, like, every single day. I yeah. was, like... I want a red jeep because she had a red jeep in the show and like I just, it was just it, it very much evolved and then it yeah. like went to Jennifer Lopez I used to go out in, in some clubs with like wearing a bandana and a big floppy hat mm-hmm. over it mm-hmm. oh god it was so awkward oh god did you do it well when you look back no, at that no. were you good no no, no. not okay. even a little bit did you have bad skin you know weirdly I went through phases where I used to pick which I still do but mm-hmm. I used to pick my skin and my honestly the weirdest thing I figured out was if I have acrylics on, I couldn't get under the breakouts with my nails. So my skin was always really, really good if I had nails on. Right. If my nails were off, my skin was bad because I could pick it. And that's from when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. What did you put on acrylics yourself? Were they those like ones that you used to buy and stick on? Well, my mum used to get acrylics because of her job. So right. she would always have her nails done. My mum always had her hair blow dried twice mm-hmm. a week. She would always have her acrylics done. Gorgeous long red, sexy manicured, like very tr- on, on trend now yeah, nails yeah, yeah, yeah. back then. And then she would uh, obviously have her makeup on all, all glamorous all the time. Mm-hmm. My mum's like Southport celebrity. Like you, she walks she... around our town and everybody's like, hey, Jill, you all right? Oh, <laughs> love, how are you? Um, so she would take me to get my nails done. I think the first time I got my nails done, 
acrylics was like maybe I was 15. Right. 16. Okay. And then I didn't necessarily get addicted to it, but I did do nails for a job for a while yes. after that. Um, so you started then when you were in... 16, 17, yeah. yeah. Okay, started and you started working in salons. Yeah. Had you decided that that was going to be your career? I just knew that... I was never really strong in anything. Like, school, from primary school to high school to college, like, I literally quit every single one of them before I should have. Like, right. I didn't graduate any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, for no other reason than I just don't... I wasn't strong in those... I was... I, I didn't feel like I excelled, so therefore, and also the teachers didn't really put effort into the kids that didn't naturally excel in right, the schools yeah, that I yeah. happened to go to. So I was like, well, they're not putting any interest. They're only putting effort into the naturally gifted kids anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was a bit of both. Of the, they were like, oh, these kids aren't going to try them. When, you know what I mean? It was weird. Yeah, yeah. School was never really a positive experience for me, ever. Right. Okay. But I'm glad that I went through it because it taught me to stick up for myself. Well, it taught me to, to have thick skin and to, like, you know, brush things off. Do you have good friends at school? Mm, couple. Two or three. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, yeah. overall, you were yeah. quite happy to leave school. Oh, very, yeah. Were you nervous, then, about what might become um, of you, as it No, were? because I just was always... As the quicker I could get out of school, the better for me. Mm. Although I don't, I don't necessarily encourage that for anybody in mm-hmm. particular. I think it's just everybody's different. I think I did do homeschooling after the fact. Like, mm-hmm. we had, you know people come and do checkups on you when you yeah. do, when you get homeschooled and stuff but like I was bullied and I just being the baby of the family I guess mm-hmm. I kind of took it harder yeah because I was just the kid of the family so it was always you know tricky so was the bullying something then that made you just want to retreat away from oh yeah big time I yeah, was like, yeah I don't want to be there I'm not even good at stuff I don't want to do it I just wanted to do me I just wanted to and also like I was very I was very like a teenager I was very like entertained by like the arts and television and mm. music mm. and the boys yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. I was just not really you know and so you're quite headstrong then in- yeah oh very yeah very, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a headstrong so when you started sure. doing nails I'm thinking so you were 17 is that mm-hmm. right yeah so that would have been 20 just under 20 years ago I'm 30 from 30 am I 36 now I do that now. I'm in my mid thirties here. I forget all the time. Yeah. So you're born just a whisper before me. So 17 was kind of the like. I always think of it as like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, quite done. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. I want to say fake. Everything was fake. Everyone had fake tan. People had fake nails. Loads of makeup. Concealer on lips. This look. (gasps) Oh my god. Is that what you looked like at the time? Um. Well, I think I kind of did that before it happened because my sister's wedding. I wore black. I wore dark brown lip liner and nude lipstick. Oh. And my sister, and I was maybe four, 13, 14 then. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if you wear them witch lips my wedding, yeah. I'll kill you. I was like, I look amazing. <laughs> and I had these horrible ringlets that the hairdresser had not brushed out. And it's yeah, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the wedding bridesmaid's dress is broken and everything. It was awful. Oh, God. Um, yeah. And hair around that time, oh, if you went to a hairdresser, so you couldn't get what you can get now. Like, you couldn't get a relaxed no, no, wave. No. It was oh, always, God. like, it ringlets. Was like, done. Or, yeah. 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 And yeah, yeah. brushed it out. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I think I kind of got there earlier. So, therefore, I felt like... I do feel like I always did things... I was very good at like interpreting, mm-hmm. interpreting, 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 interpreting like trends and what you'd see. Yeah. Were you studying magazines then, or was it more like you'd see something, get the feel TV, of it? TV, like celebrity, that kind right, of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. And music videos yeah. too. Cause oh, they, big time. Yeah, because yeah, they used yeah. to be quite big. Yeah. Like Amazing. I don't think people care about music Amazing. videos. Amazing. No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, music videos were everything. I used to sometimes watch MTV all night. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a entire thing I would do, it's and so I'd wait good. for the video I liked to come on again. Yeah, right. God. So when you're working in the nail salon then, yeah. I'm assuming that you're good at it. Um, I, I mm, you know, I started pretty shaky. Mm. Like I was buffing someone's nail once and she was like, oh, it's getting a bit warm. And I looked right. underneath it and I think it was getting a bit red. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I've gone too far. I was yeah. like, Is it, did I draw blood? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, 
so yeah I mean I like learned in a nail shop to yeah. do acrylics yeah. and loved it like I was I, I, when I got good at it I was really 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 good right okay um, and it was like my mum was just like go to like go work in the nail shop learn learn a trade mm-hmm. something to fall back on like mm-hmm. you know we, you want to do you want to do music that's totally fine but learn something to fall back on you want to do music in yeah. what capacity like singing something okay. or other can yeah. you sing well sometimes I sing on Instagram sometimes mm. like sometimes I do have a little random if there's a good song on in the background and I'm like vibing it and yeah yeah so you're still into it oh big time yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah. in the sense that like I'm like I want to join a choir but I never will right yeah not yeah. a choir but, but you, you have know, that something. ability and I guess yeah, you've got yeah, that yeah. from your mum yeah, yeah, like yeah totally do your siblings sing it's really funny two of us can two of us can't oh interesting yeah it's really odd okay and really odd. can the two who can't do they feel a bit left out of it or? no but the two that can't are definitely the more level headed the more mm. like balanced and the two that can, me and my other brother, are probably the most, like, fiery, like, right. spicier too, creative. So when you're doing nails, then, you get good at it. You've got the yeah. usual thing, which is everyone starts a bit shaky. And then you right. gain your confidence. Right, 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 and right. you've obviously got the skills. Right. So then what made you move to London? Moved to London to pursue... What did I move to London for? I actually don't know. I just knew that I wanted to get out of my hometown. I okay. didn't want to be in the Northwest forever. And I knew I just wanted to be in a bigger city and have more opportunity mm-hmm. and just do different stuff. So I think I moved to London when I was... Hmm, 23 and then um started working in a nail shop here that's now long gone where were you living um kennington okay how did you find london when you got here Uh, i loved it i was just like i lived in this mad like this cute little ex-council flat with these two banker lads that work Mm -hmm. at like wall street what's wall street Uh, in the city yes and um you know i lived with them in a in a flat and we um i literally lived there for a month before i met my husband okay and we dated yeah let's we'll get there but yeah i literally lived there for a month okay in Kennington. So where were you working then? I was working at a nail shop that's not even here anymore. I don't even remember mm-hmm. the name of it. Nail, nail, nail shop, something. But it was, it was a bit of a weird one because it was like, it was really just the whatever job I could get to get me down here was what I right. did. Yeah. Um, just to like, keep a roof over my head and stuff. And so, what did you look like at that point? Um, I was obsessed with being skinny. I was obsessed with being tan. My mm-hmm. hair was really, really dark. Really, 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 really dark. Mm-hmm. When you say you were skinny, were you someone who... I mean, it's a really tricky topic know, now, and I know. I know there's a lot I surrounding I hate the it. Word, I hate the word now. It's it really tricky. It infuriates me a bit. Did you feel more pressure towards that in London, where it felt like the heat was on a bit more? Um, no, yeah, I guess. But I also found it really easy to maintain. Like, I was always a curvy kid. Like, mm-hmm. I was never a slim kid. I was, like, always quite quite curvy and, you know, awkward looking. And, and then, like, I think at the age of, like, 20 mm. I like started to lose a bit of weight maybe mm-hmm. for something and then it got addictive and then I was like oh I like that with this feels oh right. good I'm gonna go compliments you know that kind of yeah, yeah. Spiral. spirals yeah um and then I moved down to London and it was easy because I was just socializing all the time and just mm-hmm. going out mm-hmm. and like probably in one meal a day you know like when yeah, you just yeah, like yeah. don't have time to really like yeah so eat, you were you just... busy and you weren't eating terribly yeah. well yeah rather right. than yeah right yeah, and yeah. also like when I did lose weight back before I moved to London mm. I like was doing super super low carb and like eating whatever I could eat that mm. was just very low carb like I'd go yeah. to McDonald's and I'd get a double cheeseburger without the bread yeah yeah and yeah, I'd yeah, just yeah, eat yeah, that yeah, as a yeah, snack yeah and like that would be kind of a, and then like I but I'd graze I was grazing all the time between clients in between every client on the hour I would like put something in my mouth it right. could be a little piece of cheese it could be a little piece of chocolate it could be a couple of olives anything and it was like I think it was just keeping my metabolism going what color is your hair naturally mm, a bit like yours Okay, so kind of mid, like mm-hmm. deep brown, mm-hmm. not not dark dark. Yeah. And were you colouring it yourself? Yep, I would put box dye on it. Like yeah. Dark dark brown black. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always cool toned. I would always go for like cool, cool, cool tone. And tell me about. I like to look quite. Se- I liked to look quite severe because my eyes were light. The darker and more rich my hair was, the more yeah, contrast yeah, yeah. my eyes would have. And tell me about the tan then. Do you tan um, naturally? No, I'm not. Say, yeah. I'm super pink. Mm-hmm. I burn. I've got the most my tan. Now, weirdly, I get I tan easier now for some reason than mm. I used to. Mm. But like my dad tans really well, my mum tans really well, but I burn really quick. Okay. Um, my dad literally will go from like fair pale see through pale yeah. you know one of them like like Nicola from Girls Aloud yes. pale yes N- maybe not that pale to like looking like he's a different eth- ethnicity really bonkers yeah it's wild that's extraordinary but he's very per- per- he's very what's the word perseverance oh yeah he perseveres so he likes yeah, to oh go in God. the sun he, he could sit there for yeah, hours yeah, and hours yeah, and hours. Yeah, yeah. He put baby oil on his skin and he goes sit there. Did he? he? No, he, he, do, he would and he does and he's, he's terrible. Yeah, I've yeah. got a friend who does do that and he's like, it. he goes through, he'll call it going through the burn stage and I'm like, <laughs> this is not okay. And like, you know, everything in me, the part of me that knows about cancer and what it does to your skin and how bad oh it is. My God. But some people are just a bit mad for it, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Were you using fake tan? Uh, I would do fake tan. I was like a Saint Tropez freak. The yes. Blues. It was always green. Stunk. Yes. Um, and, and you had to leave it on for a while before washing like it off. Night, like a night. Yes. You have to go to bed yeah, 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 and you yeah. wake up and your sheets were Yeah, green. you'd reek as well. Yeah. Awful. It's not mm. like biscuits or co- mm-hmm. toffee or something. Yeah, it was horrible. It had um, a smell. Yeah. Yeah. So then you were working in London, you meet your husband, yeah. and then you moved to New York. And then we moved to Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Well, we go, on, we go to Chicago for a vacation. Because he's um, American. He's American-Egyptian. So he's right. half American, half Egyptian. We go to Chicago to just like hang out for 4th of July. Cause mm-hmm. We've been dating like three, two, three months. We'd already been on a holiday to Ibiza. Okay. I'm always very quick to like go with the flow. Right. Like, I was, I've always been... My mom's a very trusting very like my mom's everyone's best friend within yeah, the first yeah, two yeah. seconds of meeting them okay but then as soon as it's like as soon as something happens yeah. sh- it shifts yes yeah like if something happens negative it'll shift and it won't really so trust be able to people go back. until yeah. you don't trust yeah, yeah, them anymore yeah, almost. Basically. Yeah, yeah yeah basically so my mom i think i've got that from my mom but um yeah. she yeah so i went away with Tarek. we went on a holiday to so where did you go on your first holiday Ibiza. Ibiza. yeah and it how were you about taking your makeup off in front of him oh not bothered i pretty much moved in with him two weeks after meeting him anyway like we were just like inseparable within yeah. the first like day yeah like i texted him i was on a date with his friend and i texted him i, t- I was on a date with his friend the day of meeting him mm-hmm. and he arrived to a pub where we were all just looked, like mutually hanging out and mm-hmm. Tarek was there and i was like oh cool you, you know we got to chatting and um he worked at sony and i knew i was like sony music he was like no sony pictures sony film like in post-production he's an editor and i was like do you know any music he was like yeah i was like if i have a demo would you pass it along i didn't have a demo i just wanted to get his number yeah um and uh and then his friend who i was obviously like sort of texting at that time was like after the fact when he knew that we were seeing each other he was like dude be careful she's dangerous it's like it's okay just because I didn't, I didn't go your direction. I went yeah, Tara's yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like straight away, I was like, oh yeah, he's someone special. Really? Yeah. Okay, and then yeah. I texted him and I was like, hey, so I've got an audition in London for like some backup vocalist mm-hmm. gig or something. And I was like, how about if it goes bad, you take me out to cheer me up or something. Yeah. Just like I was just floating. And then he was like, how about if it goes well, I'll take you out to celebrate. And I was like, great. And then we went out and to see Avenue Q, the yes. musical. That was our first date. And then we went out every night for like a week mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. And then he went weirdly to my hometown to see... A, like to a music festival called Southport Weekender and then um, and then he came back and the rest was history yeah yeah, like, yeah. so it was straight away and, yeah oh yeah yeah 12 years later and at this point you are still doing bits of singing or you're you know you, I was like in, I was just bit. trying to figure out what I was going to do I was going to say so you weren't yeah. fully sold no but you were also nurturing this love of makeup you're still wearing it you still felt oh, you yeah. were good at it yeah 
because of my nail career, mm. because of my ability to do nails, I started to get my foot in the door on set, on set doing yeah. like session stuff. So uh, we were in Chicago for a little bit. I tried mm-hmm. to like we were like already engaged. So it was this, this was a year. Mm-hmm. We were already like engaged and yeah. ready to kind of try and settle down in Chicago. Um, and then we got married in Chicago, and then we moved back to the UK because okay. my dad had some health issues, and we were just like, let's go back to the UK. And my dad's got kidney stones the size of bricks, and mm-hmm. like had a little mini stroke, and he just wasn't doing well. So I was like, I want to go be near my dad because the paperwork process within the US would have taken wouldn't have allowed me to leave oh I see for a certain period of time yeah yeah so I was like let's just go home and be there yeah Um, so we came home and then I was like okay now that I know I want to do makeup I'm going to get my foot in the door I'm going to go get a retail job somewhere in makeup so Mm -hmm. I went to Space and K okay Space and K was like my you know my learning curve it was my school Mm -hmm. because I knew I wanted to assist but I didn't know how to assist and I weirdly met someone who had a list of people that were like unionized in the union or they were just makeup artists and I cold called one makeup artist from this list called Alexandra Byrne I mean I, I googled them yeah and I googled this girl called Alexandra Byrne and she was like I left her voicemail and it was just so forward and bonkers and I got a voicemail back and she was like hey I just wanted to bring you back I thought it was really really forward what you did but it actually made me really interested to meet you and I met her in Old Street Starbucks like a couple of weeks later and she was like oh I noticed that you also do nails I think you should meet my agent Paul Paul Hunt was one of the first agents of... He used to work with Naomi Campbell years mm-hmm. ago. He had his own hair and makeup agency called Pearl. It's no longer there. But he represented Alex Byrne, Noni Krem, um, uh, Terry Barber at the time. A bunch of people. Yeah. So I met with him and he kind of just like... Within weeks, he was like, Oh, Naomi needs an acrylic, acrylic nail job. And because I could do acrylics, certain clientele wanted to obviously have acrylics done and stuff. And he managed to... He helped me sort of get my foot in the door with nails in fashion, which therefore allowed me to work my way up the ranks in makeup too. So... A first makeup job you're doing where you're hired as a makeup artist. Were you nervous? How did you feel? Oh my god, I'm still nervous every day I get on a okay. new job. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if I don't, I'd be. I think if I didn't, I'd be weird. I'd be weird. Like mm. unless it's like I'm not nervous when I go do Ashley Graham because I do her all the time and mm-hmm. her face is like my literally my favorite canvas. I could mm-hmm. do her makeup with my eyes closed um, and feel very happy with the result. But she like now if I'm like on set with new client, I've not done their brand before or whatever. I've always got new client anxiety. Always. Yeah, so you get nervous beforehand, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. But so, what's your process then for getting ready? Are you someone who researches who you're doing a lot, or do you look at a lot of picture references? I actually don't like to Google people prior to working with them. Okay. Like the less I can know about a job, in the sense of like if I. If I Google the photographer mm-hmm. and then see that the photographer's this big wig, it mm-hmm. puts me in a more anxious state than if I wasn't to know. Yeah. So I like to just kind of be like, okay, cool. I'm going to Yeah. Yeah. And do yeah. my thing. Yeah. 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 And I suppose also that to some extent, once you've done a few jobs, you're being hired based mm-hmm. on what you've done. Mm-hmm. So people know what you can do. Right. Right. But it is terrifying right. when right. you walk onto right. a set and And sometimes you. you also don't know to what input somebody wants you to have. Like, like I'm doing a job next week. And then I'm like, do you want me to move board or do you want a mood board? They're like, mm. oh, let's do a bit of both. I'm like, okay, great, perfect. Because yeah. Yeah. you could mood board for hours, but then it could be a waste of everybody's time if it's for no, yeah. do you know what I mean? And it could also put the client off if you yeah. mood board and you go completely off mark. There's a lot of, when you go onto set and you're doing something like makeup, or I mean, in fact, anything that happens on a shoot, there's a lot of strange knowledge that, you know, strange language, things that people know only when they're part of that world. And when you first go in and you hear these words and things like that, and you hear the way people work, it can be quite daunting. Did you have that moment where someone said something like, you know, let's look at the stills and you're like, what are they? Or anything oh, like yeah. that? Um, I didn't really have so much of that. I definitely mm. had a lot of learning to do in the sense of like my personality on set. Okay. Coming from a small town, being half Scouse, half Southport, half Sandgrounder, <laughs> half Scouse. Yeah. You um, don't, you don't, like, I'm, I come from such a bubbly family. My family is so 
life and soul Chatty of the and, room. Yeah. yeah. But then I didn't know to change that. Okay. To be on set. And like one of the first things, she's no longer with us sadly, but Ashley Ward was somebody that I assisted a couple of times years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time I worked with her, I assisted her for makeup, but Natalie Imbruglia was on set modeling Roland Murray's first suit. Mm-hmm. Pantsuit. And because I could do nails, she was like, you know, all these big, big makeup artists that were at CLM and Streeters or whoever, wherever they were, would be like, oh, I, I'm sure it was enticing for them if there was no nail tech on set for them to get the assistant that could do nails. Yeah. So I would always be in these fortunate positions. And anyway, at the end of a job once, she was like, you're very, very sweet, but you talk way too much. <laughs> and then like, you know, there was in other instances where like, you know, and I, t- but now I fully get it. How and did I, you take that though when she said it Back to you? then I was like, oh, wow shocked yeah. but also just like appreciating the advice you yeah because you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time it's like you know that you'll meet some people that are just like oh fuck, fuck that advice who yeah, gives yeah, a shit yeah, what yeah, it yeah. you know what it what and also say. some people love it when you're bubbly and yeah other people don't right, right. Yeah. and you have to i think i think the biggest thing i would say is that i've learned is to basically just adapt to your environment mm-hmm. because you could go on to a set and also play within your uh within within your uh pay grade in the sense mm-hmm. like that might not be the right word but obviously you know now I know to never really be like you know oh if I was an assistant and went and started chatting to the photographer mm-hmm. oh my god no way like if yeah. my assistants did that to me now I'd be like no 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 yeah. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go be with the other assistants find something to do keep yourself busy go through the kit get get doing stuff like yeah. you know even if we're in a bit of a closed set like if I'm shooting for Glossier they're always we should, I should have a contract with them in the US and we mm-hmm. do a lot of content all the time and whenever my team is sort of loitering by, by the photographer and stuff, I'm always like, okay, can you just see if there's anything yeah, needs to be done over there? Because yeah, yeah. it's, I mean, there's just so much going on and yeah. I just don't want to have to worry about what they're doing or how no, that looks. And so I get it. I totally yeah. get it. How did you start in social media? You know, a friend, my friend Jen Lasko, who's from Chicago, she told me about it. And she's this really trendy, cool girl. It's like a real estate agent. She's very cool. And like, she was like, you need to get on this platform. It's awesome. I was like, mm. okay, cool. Was this Instagram she yeah. was talking about? Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, let's check it out. And I got on it, and I was, like, posting random crap photos that, you know, back then. Now, if you look back at your first ever photo on Instagram, it's bonkers. Did you always intend for it to be a work platform, though? No, like, Were your first no. pictures you no, on holiday no going? Yeah, 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 yeah literally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, it quickly progressed. It, it, it then went from, I don't, I feel like there's a place where it was all a bit of a, like, a gray space in my head of what it was. But yeah. I remember... Um, always posting about myself first work mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. um on my account but my i am my work because i've what how i post my makeup to instagram is all pretty much my face 95 percent, 99 percent even mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know I, I, I don't know it sort of just came out of nowhere okay and when you started so you're at this stage where you've worked with a lot of products you've got a career as a makeup artist what were the products and the things that you thought were brilliant and wanted to tell the world about as it were back then yeah um back when I first started it was hard because when Instagram was growing and when my profile was growing on Instagram I was affiliated to a brand that's not got as much presence now than it mm-hmm. did then um and I was pretty I was super exclusive yeah. um well not super but pretty exclusive so it was hard and I didn't really feel like I had my own voice yeah then as much uh, wait, no one near as much as obviously I do now of course, um, yeah. and none of my brand contracts that I have now are exclusive which no. is the best part about them because authenticity is everything yeah. and you've got control yeah yeah um and it's a relationship it's mm. not like and I'm an employee it's a relationship mm-hmm. it's a literal mm-hmm. partnership um so yeah I think basically where I noticed the biggest shift was when I stopped working for that company um and started doing my own thing right it was literally within a matter of weeks the content changed like dramatically because I could open up it right. was like my wings have been 
from like being yeah. clipped they yeah. were free yeah. and I could just go and I you know didn't do it super like bold and obnoxiously I just did it gradually and just started to talk about other products and other brands and yeah. you know I, I just got my voice back yeah and then with that getting my voice back I then started to talk about you know what was important to me in beauty mm-hmm. and you know so what what was in your kit then if you were if I were looking at your kit around the time minus the brand that you're working with what would you have said if you had to pack oh. five things what would they be um, at the time Laura Mercier secret camouflage in every colour yeah the best concealer ever yeah <laughs> I mean it's just so many, it's so malleable yeah. you can turn it like with a good rich face cream under it you can make it really dewy or with the drier more gel based mm. face cream you can make it look really matte um, a really good face cream um, what else when you say that, good face cream, do you mean a rich face cream? Yeah, just like a really good rich emollient something that you can yes. like really manipulate things with. Right. Like something quite shiny. Um, a really good face cream. Um, a really good eyelash curler. I think the one at the time that I was loving was probably Kevin Aquan. Yeah. Um, and then what else? I'm trying to think back to my space in K days because that's yeah, what my yeah, kit yeah. would have been consumed with back then. Um, like Laura Mercier <laughs> Tinted Moisturizer and the Illuminating Formula was probably a big one for me at the time. Mm. And then pretty much always... I've always been a consistent thing in my kit from back then to now. Mm-hmm. It's probably the NARS um, uh, velvet matte pencils. Interesting. Yeah, I love okay. those so much. And were you wearing all this yourself when you when you went to jobs? Mm-hmm. Were you quite made up? Mm, I degree? was. You know, I was like made up to a degree, but I definitely. I'm more playful now with makeup than I was then. I was going to say, on one myself. of the things I think about you, and I know that this is part of the job because you couldn't do the same makeup every day right. on Instagram, right. but I think of you as being someone who is quite experimental with makeup. something every day kind of thing. But at the same time, yeah. very much veers away from Instagram makeup. Yeah. So you're doing the kind of makeup, and yes, the word authentic is overused, but the right. kind of makeup that people would wear out in right. New York or right. London. Right. You look like a person who lives in a right. city right. and doesn't have three hours to do right, their makeup right, but still right, wears makeup right is that fair yep yeah okay i would say that's yeah. pretty on point yeah okay yeah i mean i've always been pretty true to the skin first ethos like mm-hmm. as a makeup artist in fashion you if you don't know how to do skin well you don't get yeah. booked you don't yeah. get you know the first thing that you're taught is if a photographer sees concealer on that face you are going to get asked to take it down yeah and if a photographer starts to see texture and product that looks too thick or too heavy or stylist like it's going to get asked to be changed yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing that you don't want to happen you want yeah. that to happen the least like where people don't ask you to change or tweak things yeah, yeah. Like, even now, a photographer's like, oh, I can see foundation on the skin. And sometimes, like, I'll push back and I'll be like, well, you know, it's kind of... Because sometimes it's the light. Sometimes yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, even yeah, the makeup. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know... Sometimes things. it's model skin as well. For sure, not, yeah. And yeah. there's only so much you can do when somebody's got, you know, texture... Like, you know, intense textural breakouts and yeah. things. But skin prep is everything. That's yeah. why, like, my partnership with Elemis is so important. Because yeah. without good skincare, yeah. I literally would be lost. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. without good skin Yourself prep. Yourself and on clothes, both, too. Both. Yeah. Because, like, I'm literally talking all the time about priming the skin isn't a primer it's Mm -hmm. a process of multiple steps that work primer is of course a product and it's a category that um, is valid and is here for some people I don't use primer every day but I do use it sometimes like if I want to use if I'm going out and I want my makeup last from like 9am till 9pm yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll use a primer but you could use somebody somebody you know anybody else might never exfoliate they might not hydrate enough and then they'd use a primer it's not going to do anything for them it's it's all of the you have to consider the whole picture completely as this episode is kindly powered by hair story i thought i'd explain a little more about the hero product new wash that i've been testing the reason it's so innovative is that rather than grab all the oils from your hair to be washed away with the water it leaves your natural barrier intact so that you can skip conditioner altogether 
So I've been trialing a bottle for the past month and I'm hugely impressed as I highlight my hair regularly and it usually needs a fair amount of conditioner plus oils pulled through the ends to stop it from looking parched. But I noticed that it was smoother and less frizzy from the off and after a month it's definitely in better condition than before. So I'd encourage you to give it a whirl if you find that your hair seems brittle and you'd like to try something new. So with your routine now then, what are you using? Like, okay, again, I know that you change it up, but let's mm. say you're going out to, um, what occasion would you, okay, you're going to the Oscars as a guest. That's Ooh. always my, my thing. What <laughs> would you do? What would your, what would go on your skin and what makeup would you do that you like to do on you? I would definitely prep my skin with the peel pads from Elemis, they are literally you really like those, oh my don't god you? Yeah. there's nothing like them there's yeah. nothing like them i used to use one from another brand i won't name the brand mm. because it's not really fair yeah i don't necessarily think the product is bad it just has like a tingly right not tingly it's got like a menthol thing so when you go too close to your eyes you can start feeling the other your eyes brand. start to feel a bit yeah. watery yeah. yeah so the thing that i love about the Elemis one is it just feels so i don't put it on my eyes mm-hmm. but i can go close enough to the eye where yeah. i feel like i'm not going yeah, on you're a little sensitive. bit yeah. yeah yeah um but my skin generally isn't sensitive but i do I do get lipid barrier something whenever I use something that's not agreeing with me it's mm-hmm. my lipid barrier that changes first right like I'll get that like texture and it feels a bit like almost but not fungal but you know what I mean your like, skin's got upset yeah. and it's kind yeah. of yeah um, boiling almost yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but no the peel pads are like my absolute like I would spend my own money on them for the rest of yeah, my life yeah, they're so yeah. good um, and then obviously marine cream's incredible yeah um, but I think like if I was going I think I'd do a big smoky wing liner and like really really perfect bl- blurry contoured sexy mm. nude lip just like really fresh glowy skin now talk to me about this blurry lip thing because I was watching you do your makeup and you were putting lipstick on with a brush yeah. and you're almost buffing it across your lips yeah you like get to you create yes. this like uh, it's it fluff, it's fluffy fluffy now I find this fascinating I so I do makeup for people as yeah. well I'll do my own makeup a lot I've never done that I've never seen anyone do that and I suddenly thought wow it looks amazing at the end it looks like you've like overdraw there's a hair under my nose yeah it looks like you overdraw but you but, but it looks technically it looks overdraw, natural. but it doesn't look as hard. Yeah, it's almost like it's an airbrushed, softer, fluffy yeah. lip kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And if you did a flick on yourself yeah. for a special occasion, what would you be using to do the eyeliner flick? Um, I would be using Fix Plus from MAC because mm-hmm. it's got glycerin in it and that helps to make it stay on the face. Um, an eyeshadow, black eyeshadow and a thin okay. eyebrow. Outside of makeup and skincare, what, are you, what do you do to look after yourself now? What's your routine consist of? Um, I, cleanse, <laughs> I cleanse my skin every night. I never cleanse my skin in the morning unless I wake up no unless I wake up really like puffy and a little bit like disheveled looking I don't cleanse in the morning I find that the less I can do to my skin before makeup the better I'll Mm -hmm. just do peel pads Mm -hmm. just to like get rid of any dead dead skin texture Um, but I'll use like the Elemis Pro Cleansing Balm is my favourite and mm-hmm. I love rose so I'm obsessed with the new rose one but I, I love it's that it's so smell. nice yeah it's I've got that one as well it's such an experience yeah. like it's lovely mm. and it like I've always been like ever since my Space and K days like my you know my Space and K days like there's so many cleansing balms mm-hmm. and oils that mm-hmm. I was using back then um, that I don't necessarily use anymore no. just because the ingredient stories are different but like the it's always been I'm like a, a, I'm an oil or a balm like, yeah. like you're into it yeah. very pro them yes yeah. Um, but I do that every night before I go to bed and that's kind mm-hmm. of a ritual I'm yeah. very much a minimalist when it comes to skincare okay what about perfume portrait related portrait mall nice okay. my, that's my number one yeah yeah and, and actually there's one from Hel- Penhaligans called Helfetti 
and it is so nice and I spread it on my robe in New York the other day like a week yeah, ago yeah. and then I put my robe on the other day and I was like oh my god that is amazing it's one yeah. of those smells that lingers yeah, yeah oh it's yeah. amazing I think I know it it's I'm gonna so have to go good you'll have to call it in it's great in New York <clears throat> do you find that it's vastly different the way people look after themselves to London I think there's a lot more routine in mm-hmm. New York I think there's a lot more steps to people's things okay um I think Brits are a bit more laid back about how they approach stuff. Like, I feel like I fall asleep on my makeup all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And if I do, I just wash my face in the morning and I yeah. don't really care. Like, yeah. it doesn't... What are you going to do? And what know? about hair and stuff like that? Because I think of Ameri- mm. Americans as being quite into working out and quite into having blow dries. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like it depends on the part of town. Like, I think each each area has got its, like, flow. Okay. Like, Upper East, Upper West Side, definitely work out blow dries. Yeah. Brooklyn, no. Okay. Brooklyn, like, air dry, air dry girls. Where you do know? you live? Brooklyn. Are you someone who's quite ritualistic then uh, when it comes to looking after yourself in other ways, like yoga, baths, um, the kind of things that bridge beauty and spirituality, is it? Yeah, I'm an anxious person by nature and I definitely suffer from like going full speed ahead and then crash it. I'm like, I'm a full speed ahead and then I crash. And then Mm -hmm. when I crash, I don't know what to do because I'm like all flustered and overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, So I like like workouts that feel quite meditative. Like I'm not really a workout in an exacerbation sense. So you don't want to get your heart rate up and feel stressed. Well, I also have a thyroid disease called Hashimoto's. You're not supposed to do anything that could put your adrenals into fatigue. Okay. Um, So I also like, I worry about that a lot because if you get adrenal fatigue it's yeah. really shit apparently yeah. I don't know whether I've had it maybe I have I worked out with the trainer the other week and she had me doing like I mean it was an amazing amazing workout but she had me mm. doing like medicine ball burpees where I would like throw the ball on the ground and then I would yeah. rest on the ball and then do a burpee um, and I like I think for two or three days after that I was kind of out of it like, yeah. I was really tired and really sluggish and felt really heavy in my body and I'm sure that was I'm how sure do was you manage that. that with work because now your work is full on and yeah. also it's t- it's not the kind of work where you can hand over to someone else right. like you're due right. on a set it's right. you right. and you're performing right. so when you feel tired God, and stressed yeah <laughs> when you feel tired and stressed what do you do um, I switch off I just like try and like tidy up at mm-hmm. home I like go through all my products I like chuck stuff away that I'm not using anymore put it in a giveaway bag yeah. um, organise stuff um, sometimes even being on my phone actually calms me like calms me like when I'm when I'm having a treatment done mm-hmm. I like to be on my phone I'm weird like that I don't mm-hmm. like to just relax and do nothing that actually puts my brain into more of to an get more stress state. yeah yeah because I'm a do, I'm like just natural. Like I'm always like, there's always something to be done. There's yes. always something to yeah. to be done. I'm not really, a, I'm not a very good relaxer at all. Well, kicking back and relaxing and doing absolutely nothing is hard. And I sometimes mm-hmm. think that you almost need to book a week to do that yeah, instead of just an hour because it's an quite hour's hard harder. To yeah, totally. Yeah, like even when I worked at Space and K, like we would always get free treatments because when the spa was open, because mm-hmm. it's closed down now. But we'd always get free treatment. I love that spa. Closed down. Notting Hill. Oh no, now it's Maria and Margaret Dabbs. Yeah. We'd always get like free treatments when yeah. they would try new services and stuff. Or they'd be training staff on new services so we'd get to they'd have to do it on staff for a few weeks before they could do it on Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I'd always be the one chatting through a facial and chatting through a massage and be like, Katie, do you not want to just shut up and enjoy it? I was like, I actually found that more stressful because exactly I'm silent naked in a room with a strength with like a mate and yeah. I'm just like I've always just been like more comfortable. You're a doer. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And I'm a chatty person, so for me to be quiet, it's weird. Yeah. I just want to be like, why are you doing this? What does this mean? Like, if I go to the dentist, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them to tell me what they're doing and why and what does it yeah. mean. I think that's probably part of my anxious nature, too. But yeah. I generally like information. I like to it's be It's somewhere between curiosity and yeah. Yeah. controlling anxiety, yeah. isn't yeah. it? For sure. Tell me then, with the internet, it's a great thing if you're naturally chatty, you're, you know, you like right. being on your phone. Right. That works really well right. for you. Uh-huh. But. I always say this to guess. The internet, you know, everyone knows, comes with the flip side. It comes with potential right. trolls. Right. And it comes with not being able to switch off. Right. Have either of those been difficult for you? 
Trolls, not so much. I I'm really lucky in the sense that, like, I have a very, um, I have a very, very sweet and engaged uh, community around mm -hmm. me on social, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, the other day we posted a thing for Elmas for a meetup on Friday, and I think four people get to co Thursday, four people get to come and mm -hmm. hang out and watch a masterclass thing, and it was, like, over 2,000 responses, which wow. was so sweet to just think, like, that many people would want to come out and say hi and hang out or yeah. be involved with whatever it is yeah. uh, that's, that they're coming to be involved in. And, like, I'm so, so lucky. Like, that's just the best thing about social media for me yeah. is community. And, yeah. like, you know, like, my assistant today over there, like, she, I met her at an event that she came to of mine once, and I remembered her, and I was like, okay. And I reached, I did a thing on stories, and I was like, hey, I need some, I need some help when I'm in London next week. Who's available? And she reached out, and I was like, met her, loved her, great. Yeah. So it's, you know, social media is amazing in those instances. But, yeah, I think not so, trolls, I don't really, so, I don't really get trolls that much. Okay. I get more people being like, like, I get weird random shit. Like, somebody will be like, once I did a makeup wipe in the middle of the night, I took my makeup off. I was at mm -hmm. home. I took my makeup off with a wipe, mm -hmm. and I like storied it. And it was a really sexy, like Lance, Dr. Lancer wipe or something. And mm -hmm. it's all in the official wrap package. And somebody DMs me. And she goes, an effing face wipe. And then she was like, for fuck's sake. And then she was like, unfollowed. And I just, <laughs> I just sent her a waving hand emoji. She's <laughs> like, listen, I don't have time for this negativity in my life. See you later. Yeah. And then once some woman, when I chipped my tooth, was like. I'm really sorry, but I just have to say this. I can't believe you can go on social media looking like that. Your te teeth are disgusting. <gasps> and, like, all this stuff. It was so negative to the point where I, like, blocked her thingy-majiggy out. Yeah. And I, like, copied and pasted it into stories. And Did it bother just, you? Like, it bothered me in the sense that somebody could be that cruel about somebody else. It, yeah. I was very comfortable with chip tooth. I don't really give a shit. Right. Like, but it, did it bother you that someone was It bothered me that somebody you? was that, that had, it bothered me that somebody thought that it was okay to speak to somebody like Fine. that. Fine. That's yeah, what bothers yeah, yeah. me. It's yeah. the, it's the like audacity that somebody would think that that's an okay thing yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. hang on a minute. Yeah. Not, and I, that was my, my argument, whenever that happens, because sometimes it does, people, I always, ch I always challenge it. I always am just like, well, Okay. Just, have you ever thought about the fact that I might be very comfortable with this chip on my tooth for right now because it's just a phase and it's not forever and nothing's forever and she was, she was like or and, I, and then I will say and that was also really hurtful yeah. or whatever just to let her know just to be like you know I am human can I ask you a final question yeah um, if I were to look in your handbag now which I won't do but if I were to look in your handbag what are the do you have any products or any things that you carry around with you on a day to day basis that's a tiny handbag which is why I said I wouldn't look in it because it looks like you've probably just got a credit card in there and that's well, it let's, uh, I've got a little bit of face cream yep I've got tint I've got my, I, my do you top up your face cream during the day then no I don't know oh, why I, that's in there actually okay fine um, is it in case you see someone with dry skin you just want to go maybe yeah <laughs> actually I've got my agenda for the week with Elemis yep. I've got a tea bag yeah which I got from the airport last week nice. in LA mm -hmm. I've got two lipsticks because I always like to carry two nudes one mm -hmm. dark one light interesting um, and I've got a red this is actually Deepika um, Mutiala's new product it's nice. a colour corrector slash lipstick slash blush whatever you want it to be I would, I would have thought that was Super a lipstick cool. it's a beautiful lipstick because it's like what a what colour is that it's, like a, it's called Rise yeah, okay um, nice. and then I've got a lip balm from Tiate Wow. Oh, and I've got more tea. This is matcha. I never even drink tea. I'm a coffee person. Okay. Oh, and I've got a chip. Why do you bracelet. have tea then? I don't know. Okay, interesting. And then I've got my ID, where yep. I look like a spy. Mm-hmm. And then... That is a great picture. You <laughs> do look like a Russian yesterday, spy. Yesterday, this dude in Amazing. Sainsbury's was like, can I see some ID, please? Because I just gave him my American yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah. I've got a $100 bill, casual. Nice. Um... And then my memory card reader for my camera to my phone. Um, Minimalist. This, this guy was like, wow, is this you? I was like, yeah. He's like, you look very young in this. Oh, yeah, much younger in this photo. I was like, well, yeah, it was a few years ago. God, I hate it when people like, say that. Shut up. I'm like, thanks for stating the obvious and making me feel like I'm 75. I said to someone the other day that I'm 34, <laughs> and I said to someone I was 34, and they went, 
oh my god, you don't look 34. And I was like, <laughs> what is 34? <laughs> is that even that old? Like? Oh <laughs> like, I didn't get it. They kind of said it like I should be like a creaky old grandma. But isn't it funny the way like when we're kids, we would think like somebody that was 40 was old. And now it's like we're about four years off. I also thought anyone who was like in their mid thirties would have everything together. Like they would be oh, so yeah. together, oh, they yeah. would no, know how to. You never do... have it all together. No, you, you never keep, know everything. You keep learning. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, on that lovely note, I'm going to let you go. Oh, thanks for <laughs> Thank having me. Thank you so on. much for coming on the podcast. Such a nice chat. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and thank you again to this week's sponsor, Hair Story. I'll be back soon with a new bonus episode. So see you then. Bye.